Uh. Some of my peoples one time. What up, what up, what up? Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Three Live Crew. This <laughs> is Across the Intersection Podcast. It's AJ. I'm here with Eve and A. Swishel. As always, you can ingest this wonderful podcast on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. I would say Google Play, but apparently Google Play, they're getting ready to take down Google Play and shift them to All another together? platform. Yeah, they're getting ready, Google's getting ready to shift their platform. Um, but, but for now, get us on Google Play and Google Podcasts, um, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and the SoundCloud, the clouds of sound. Um, and you can hit us up on social medias. Um, we're across this on Twitter and at dive underscore media on the Grizzam or the Dive Media one. Oh, shoot. Man. I don't forgot an Instagram handle that fast. I should remember that. Search Dive Media on Instagram and, and, and you'll find us. Um, and I am at Divinimus on all platforms. That's D I V E N O M O U S. I am at Eat the Vita on Twitter. All right. Clearly paying attention. Clearly oh, paying yeah. attention. She's clearly invested in, in the work that we do here. Yeah. So anyway, thank you all for rocking with us again. Um, you know, this week we felt it was you know really important as we're actually shifting to a new platform to uh, do what we do. Um, but also, you know, uh, some tragic stuff happened this week, so we thought we would just sit down and kind of reflect and talk about some stuff on a mature level, and uh, you know, keep it keep it light this week, keep it heavy but keep it light. So we're just gonna hit the the full spectrum. But this is not gonna be our our usual podcast. We want to just sit back and talk about the life of a slain individual, Nipsey Hussle. Um, he was shot and killed this week in California. I guess this past week, it's been a week, it was last Sunday. Uh, Nip was 33, was shot outside of his store, Marathon. And uh, they actually apprehended the gentleman. Now, there's a whole conspiracy theory behind that. Now, I'm, I'm not really trying to get into the conspiracies. I don't, I don't want to, I, I just have to respond to that. Um, I think that it's really important that we not consider things conspiracy theories when there's a pattern. So if somebody just comes out of the blue and says, well, actually the planet Pluto did not really derive from AJ's head and the world whoa, whoa, whoa. decided to say that it did or something bizarre like that, I could see someone coming up with a theory or considering that what some people are saying are theoret is theoretical. But when you have a pattern, um, over the, the over last century until now, and even prior, of resistance when certain people within our community attempt to take control over our own exports and um, attempt to go beyond what the, the parameters that have been laid out as what's acceptable for us. And you see it happening over and over again. Uh, I think that it's, I think it's actually disrespectful to say that that person has thought of a conspiracy theory as if they came out of nowhere with it. I'm not trying to say Nip Nipsey Hussle is, um, is Malcolm X or MLK or even Marcus Garvey, 
But one thing that I, I'm not even saying he's Fred Hampton. Uh, nobody, you know, would accuse Nipsey Hussle of being um, a revolutionary in the same way that they are. But on the other hand, um, you have Marcus Garvey, whose camp was infiltrated, you know, uh, deliberately. And if somebody back then, during the time, during the earlier part of last century, would have said, "What happened to Marcus Garvey's movement? What happened to the UNIA? How come we can't do get things together and see things through?" Decades later, they find out <laughs> that his right-hand man was a plant. And the same thing can be said with uh, Fred Hampton and others. So I just wanted to say, um, I understand when people say, okay, there's something wrong here uh, with the way that, that uh, Nipsey Hussle died. There, there may be something wrong, and I'm not, I'll, I'll be the first to admit that. But what I also will state is that no one has any facts to support any of that. And so until Nobody facts- ever does. And the people who, anybody who would be doing it, the, the job right, if there was a, a reason or anybody, any other interest that want to subvert what somebody is doing and taking control of their own art, yeah. um, if anybody was going to subvert that, then they wouldn't be doing their job if it was obvious. Yeah. He, he, was, he was correct in that. Um, but I understand what AJ saying. The, 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 the problem, the problem with this, uh, the problem with the, 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 <clears throat> the thing of, um, is having evidence so no, I mean the thing is, is about this quote-unquote term conspiracy or conspiracy theory. It's usually using the pejorative sense by uh, traditional media for obvious reasons because they the traditional media doesn't control the narrative. Um, but I I, I, <clears throat> I understand um, um, about where AJ is trying to go. Uh, he just wants to focus on the more material aspects of what has taken place recently and not veered too far down um, certain paths. Uh, so I understand. Yeah, that's a that's yeah, pretty much summed it up. I think it, it, it's it's important to to note that until there are facts, whether they're being hidden purposefully or not, um, you know, most of the things that we will pull up are just going to be conjecture and assumptions and what we believe, even if it's true. Again, I'll be the first to say, yeah, some of that stuff looks shady, but I don't really have you know facts to support my you know my assumption and you know for for someone like nip who who was bucking the system to a certain degree it it would be in many people's best interest if he were taken out so right from from, from that aspect i will say yes yes, but until they you know and law enforcement has no motivation to do so but i'm just saying until those facts come out we have to really be careful so and I, th- I think it's it, just to, just to kind of um, underscore what Eva's saying is that you're not going to have facts, and the reason why you're not going to have those facts is is because proxy strategy, right? Um, proxy strategy does not leave a paper trail. So um, you know, and this is this is old hat. Uh, it's done by politicians. It's done by law enforcement. It's done by um, it's just it's a, it's a playbook strategy in order to have a fall guy. Um, right. So yeah, lowest man on totem pole always takes the L. You know, what you know, the information changes hands so many different times. No, I, I, I get it. Like again, I'm not doubting yeah, any of that. A, it's a game. Yeah, it, the strategy is like it's yeah. a game of telephone. Yeah. So, um, so from you know. from just but for for those listening, that's just not the direction that we wanted to go today. We wanted yeah, to focus maybe on we some talk more. About that another time. But, yeah. <laughs> we wanted to focus on some things that were a little bit more positive, as well as a little. I, I think a little bit more important. Um, cause chasing down the, the, the ghosts, I think only help with the 
emotional part with the grief because we chase down the ghosts and once we find the ghosts, we kind of feel better. Um, and for his family and people that were close to him, I know that that's important to them. But I didn't know Nipsey Hussle personally, didn't know him, never been yeah. to his store, right? But I do know that he represented some things that were a little bit bigger than just what he was doing. So what we wanted to do today was kind of just reflect on those things, right? Um, I think, A, you, you had a real good scripture that we were talking about in, in pre-pro. You want to share that, that uh, verse? We're about uh, yeah, to get Bible, yeah. by the way, listen. We're going to start off Bible. I know we yeah. kind of work our way up to Bibleness. Yeah, there's a scripture that says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. This is John 12, 24. And this is specifically Yeshua or Jesus referring to um, his death and preparing his disciples uh, about his uh, upcoming uh, demise. Um, but so, so ultimately, ultimately what this is referring to is that look, in order for, in order for this, these, um, these blessings to occur in order for salvation to be administered, there must be a sacrifice. And, um, just to, just to, just to, uh, utilize this example of, um, uh, Nipsey Hussle, uh, he was doing a lot of he was doing a lot of things, and yes, people people die every day, and and that's for certain. Um, people get popped in the, you know, in the hood every day. Uh, however, so so however, it's not necessarily that you die because we all we're all gonna die, but it's how you live. Right. It's how you live, and 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 how you die. And so, um, many of us really are um, due to the nature of man afraid or concerned about about death and so we typically operate most of us tend to operate um out of just trying to survive uh and so um when you operate out of that perspective of that mindset there's a lot of life that you miss and um a man like nipsey i'm not saying the dude was uh the most uh righteous person anything like that that's not what i'm saying i'm not trying to deify the man what i'm just i'm just spitting facts here yeah. Uh, the, the the fact of the matter is is that he owned his own masters. He owned a clothing store. He turned from a negative focus to a more positive focus, coming out of uh, gang culture in um, South Central Los Angeles. Uh, he uh, had he was in a, a, a six year relationship. That's more than a lot of people can say. <laughs> um, he had two children. All right. He had a woman that loved him, respected him. Uh, and he uh, thought past himself, so much so that he began to um, acquire uh, assets and um, as far as businesses and employ people in uh, his neighborhood, which was prior to that rundown. Yep. Um, and so, you know, and that's, that's a lot more than what a lot of people um, unfortunately do. Uh, and people do get things. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to put everybody down. Uh, a lot of people don't get recognition. But my point is, is that um, Nipsey did not die with a uh, crack vial in his arm. You yeah. know, he died. He 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 died uh, 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 giving forth out of out of his uh, out of both his lack and abundance. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, and he was gunned down. He was slain. And so. You know, one might take that as 
oh, well, I guess you just can't do anything because somebody's going to kill you. Well, you know, you're always going to have enemies. You have to understand that. And that's, that's, that's what a lot of people don't understand. We live in this current modern uh, 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 whitewashed, soft society. Everything, is, everything, everything is kumbaya. Everything is kumbaya. Everything's going to be easy. You have to understand when you're talking about taking money, keeping all the money in your community, then that mm. cuts out other interests. And people, that, that means that's food off somebody else's table. And they're looking at their kids. And so their success is built up on your, off your failure. Yes, they're going to do go. everything. They're going to do everything they can to make sure that um, they succeed. And if that means that you got to fail, then so be it. Now, um, you have to understand just because you live in, you know, you, 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 you're living in a way that is functional and you're trying to help other people, um, you know, find the right way. That's, that's passing down culture. And that's what Nipsey was trying to do. He was trying to, he was trying to provide a, a culture. He was trying to provide a better way, a better life for other people that were coming behind him. And just because he took a bullet or five or six does not necessarily mean that in the material sense, Nipsey dies because it ain't mm. start with Nipsey. Nipsey was a transmitter. He was a transmitter of, of this functionality. And so for him to pass away, again, we're all promised to pass, but it's, it's, it's not how we die, it's how we live. And hey, hmm? what do you mean by he wasn't the, the he was a, what do you mean by he was a transmitter? He didn't, it didn't start with Nipsey. Well, what I'm, what I'm saying is that I, uh, the 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 pro one of the, one of the issues that we have is uh you know um in our quote unquote black communities is that you know we have a messiah complex where um you know there's this term called black messiah that we didn't necessarily coin that comes from COINTELPRO Pro and Richard Nixon and J Edgar Hoover and all of that uh, mm -hmm. but but um there's this term black messiah that we tend to look for leaders we tend to look for outside people to tell us what to do and yeah. if you cut off the head then the body scatters. Um, and what I'm trying to say is that, um, you know, one of the, we can't really look to him as that. We have to understand that the principles, the things in which he was talking about supersedes Nipsey, you know? And so don't, it, it, it should not necessarily die because he passed away. Um, it should be used as, as an example because, you know, true culture is when another generation comes up, a previous generation has to, has to, has to hand the baton. So the question is, we know that Nipsey was passing the baton. The question is, is that, you know, will this next generation, will his children and the people that are in that generation, will they grab the baton? That's the question. Or are we going to repeat this cycle of ignorance? So that's a that's, that's a really question. good point. You know, one of the things that I took from this and as we were chatting in, in pre pro I was talking to my kids about this yesterday, um, just about the importance of having a very clear and delineated plan of succession. Yeah. Um, I think with the with the clear, you know, for for those of you by the way who don't know, um, COINTELPRO, you can look it up. It was a counterintelligence program from like the late fifties into the early seventies that the FBI used to infiltrate a lot of black quote unquote civil rights organizations and black power organizations, um, Nation of Islam, Black Panther Party, a lot of organizations were yeah, black they, empowerment. Yep. Yeah, they, they infiltrated a lot of, of those organizations because of that, you know, messiah complex, unfortunately, that a lot of oppressed people groups tend to have. Um, I think that it's it's important to have a, a, a very clear and delineated plan of succession. You know, one of the things and I didn't get into the specifics of Nip being murdered, 
um, or if you want to call him by his government name, Ermius Ashadon or something like that. I think it's it, he's he's from his family's from Eritrea. I can't pronounce he's his last father, name. Yeah. It's um, Ashdegon or something like that. Um, but what I didn't get into the specifics of the murder with them, but what I did was I used it as a teaching moment to talk about succession and how important it is, you know, when you're doing something, you know, like what Nip was doing or anybody who feels like they're bucking the system. When you're bucking the system, it is so, so important to have a clear plan of succession because it is in the system's best interest. Any institution, you guys have heard me say this before, any institution, you know, you can run down the gambit of institutions that's from educational to religious to political to financial. Their their goal is not to benefit the people. Their goal is to remain. Their goal is to continue to be an institution. And so if I'm doing something that is going against the grain of an institution, it's in their best interest that I no longer do that. Um, and so because of that, it's so important to have a clear plan of succession. So one of the things I did with my children yesterday was I talked with them about the plan of succession that this country has, that the United States has. Like, I don't know if anybody knows that if the president were taken out, we all would say, okay, the vice president's next. Of course, right? The vice, but does anybody know what comes after that or after that or after that? And so I talked to them That's about- That's a really good teachable moment. Yeah, so I, I talked with them about the Speaker of the House, pro temp of the Senate, Secretary of State. Like there's, you know, like I think it's 16 layers down. It's like 16 people that the country has in a plan of succession. And so now I wouldn't expect Nip's plan to be that detailed. I mean, he's not running a country, but the the point of it is, is that if if I'm doing something, and this is for anybody out there who's bucking the system, if you're doing something that is different than the norm, mm. it, it is so, so important that you have a clear plan of succession, right? So that it doesn't stop with you. This is what the Lord did. You know, when, when, when we read John, I think it's the end of John, like 24, 28, and he says that he breathed on the disciples and said, receive the Holy Spirit. And then in Acts 2, they're up in the upper room. And then the Holy Spirit comes and they're empowered to continue to work. And he tells them, he says, listen, greater works than these will you do. So he was at, he's the literal Messiah. And he what he was trying to do was pre prevent them from having a Messiah complex. He was saying, no, this, the, the work doesn't stop when when I die and ascend, resurrect and ascend. This this work doesn't stop. It will go into the uttermost parts of the earth, quoting my King James. Right. So for for anything, you know, that that, that we're doing, I, I think that it's so important that a clear plan of succession is laid out. So I hope that Nip did that, you know, with a lot of the things that, that are coming out that he was doing um, for a brother as wise as he as he you know is being purported to be. Um, I'm hoping that, you know, a plan of succession on how his stores will continue to run, how his business business ventures, I think it was called Vector 90. Right. How his business ventures will continue to run um, and that everything just, you know, doesn't just stop and come to a, you know, a, a, a halt. You know, it's I was watching a uh, interview with um, Steve Ballmer, um, former Microsoft CEO, and he was talking about the plan of succession at Microsoft. And he was talking about how things worked when Bill Gates transitioned from the company and he became CEO and 
for a season they kind of worked kind of as a tandem and then it slowly but surely worked you know Bill Gates was able to work his way out of being CEO and he told Steve he said listen I'm going to I'm I'm backing out call me if you need me but I don't feel like I need to be involved in all the day-to-day operations at Microsoft and he was like, you know, it was from there, once Bill kind of faded into the background, he was talking about some of the things that he pushed, like Microsoft's move into Surface and hardware and stuff like that. And the the whole point of what I was bringing out is just, again, just a clear plan of succession. It's so important for things to continue to move on. Um, I just hope that, that, that Nip had that. Is, the encouraging thing is that, you know, he made a lot of um, alliances and... Uh, Nipsey Hussle uh, brought in a lot of different people uh, into the operation that he had. He didn't make himself the CEO of everything that he did. I think he knew that he had areas of strength, but then other people have other other areas of strength. And that's why I'm encouraged by, there's this um, 21-year-old genius, tech genius uh, who worked with um, a lot of companies, including um uh, uh, Lyft and not Lyft, Uber and others. Uh, and his name is Idris Sandu. Some people call him Idris. I'm not sure uh, what the pr- correct pronunciation that he has. But either way, um, he became the um, chief technology officer uh, that Nipsey Hussle uh, named. And when you saw them working together and them talking to people about the fact that we're in the digital revolution, you really see the massive potential that Nipsey aligning himself with different people who are in his community, but having different uh, interests and other uh, levels of expertise, that the potential of that is just, you know, really uh, hard to to fully understand. And so he was walking in, I'm sure some people have probably seen this um, um, video, but he was walking into a Starbucks and he saw this young guy on his computer um, actually building software, I'm sorry, hardware that he he could use in his store, the Marathon store. And so, you know, he actually hit him up and said, um, you know, after a while, he's like, well, I'm gonna, I'm building a store and I, you know, but there needs to be something more to it than just a clothing store, you know? Mm -hmm. A lot of rappers have clothing lines. Well, you know, what can I do? How can I make it so that technology is integrated? And so I'm saying this to say, for those of us who have vision, um, it's really good to align with people who who are outside of our area of expertise to lend something to what we're doing. Because the Marathon Clothing uh, supposed to be the first smart store, or at least it was the first smart store in his neighborhood, right. you know, in the in the Crenshaw district. Yep. Uh, and and and, he, and you know, I'm sorry. It, it just this. I'm trying to keep it professional, but it's just. So emotional, man. It's so frustrating. Yeah. Because it's like, <sighs> I mean, we sit, we complain, and rightfully so. We have very little, and it's very little people. I mean, we have we have a a lot of resources as far as intellectual capital. Yes. But it's very little people to actually do the work. And here's a man. I'm I'm just on his Vector ninety Instagram, and I'm just looking at this. And you see all these different faces on here, and to exactly. know that is this man that's half Eritrean, you know, half half um native native Black American here, like he's 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 you, you know what I'm saying? And it's like did 
he's you and for somebody to come and to knock him out like that it's it it, it it's got to be deliberate <laughs> yeah it's got to be deliberate i'm you know i, I apologize for veering yeah. off no no know, i mean you know I, it's, it's 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 an emotional it's, thing it's got to be man <laughs> it's got to be you know i don't know if you read the um uh that 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 post from you know he had a uh he made a Twitter post that said like having enemies is a blessing, something like that. Yeah, yeah, I read that. Oh man, you know that was and his then, last Twitter post actually. That was that his was last his last tw- tw- last Twitter post, and then there was a response a few days later about a guy claiming to be the person in which that he was referring to, and that guy was apparently a sworn enemy of his that he ran into the day before, and wow. they were um they were they were they, like Nipsey. Oh, man, Nipsey just kind of like had a conversation with the dude that they needed to bury the beef, um, you know, for the sake of, uh, for the sake of the community. And it was a, so, so they like, you know, they, they, they kind of, uh, that's pretty much what happened. That, that's and so apparently what the guy was kind of, what, what, I mean, what you can extrapolate from the situation is that Nipsey was preparing for um, whatever kind of anti-gang uh, announcement you know, that Monday after he had, uh, after he had that anti-gang uh, meeting with the LAPD, you know, quite possibility that he would, you know, like that whole truce thing would have been a little bit more of something that he was promoting. So there's a chance, there's, there's a chance that that's what that tweet was referring to was in preparation for, right. um, you know, that uh, congruence of, um, you know, Bloods and Crips. And so it, it, it it's just, you know, I just hope. I, I mean, I, I, I just, you, you know, you look at the man and it's like, damn, to believe that, you know, he's he 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 died and, and how he died and, um, but you know, we can't we can't get caught up in that aspect. We know it's appointed, you know, once for every man to die. We have to, we have to make better. We have to make the right decisions when we're alive, you know, mm-hmm. and and we can't let we can't let this kind of thing prevent us you know from succeeding and from succession and from functionality we you know these these this type of degeneracy yeah so we want to you know as an encouragement to everybody out there if you're doing something if you're doing something and you're bucking the trend i would encourage you you know start putting together plans for succession you know who's going to run your business if they put you in the ground i mean the the scripture says that we're not promised tomorrow. So you know who's gonna who's gonna continue to to carry your vision. You know who are you working with to to Eve's point. Who who are you working with, right? Who has other areas of expertise who can continue to run with some of the things in which you're you're putting forth. That's 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 something to to think about. You know, honestly, that's something I thought about. I was like, man, who would. Who would who would continue to run these podcasts if if they put me in the ground? Now I'm not Nipsey Hustle, but I can get shot in the streets as just as easy as anybody else. So we just got to think about these things because tomorrow's not promised. We can continue to go on as if tomorrow is promised, but it's not. And the things in which you know, I actually heard um, a very wise brother used to always say this that that one of the most valuable places on earth is a graveyard. Um, because there's so many things that people take with them to the grave. So many things that end up disappearing when people go into the grave. And so, you know, for, for those of you listening, succession's important. 
Um, connecting with others is vitally important. Um, and ensuring that the, the thing in which God has placed in you to do, right, continues after. It, it doesn't end in, in one generation. It doesn't end in one lifetime. But that it, it continues. I was listening to uh, another podcast, and, and they, they were t- actually talking about Black History Month. And this is related because they, they were saying, has Black History Month become colonized? Shout out to... Uh, Pastor Mike, that's what I was listening to, and they were saying, has Black History Month become colonized? And they were just talking about what Black History Month has become. Yep. And, I, I, you know, I thought about it, because you kind of get numb to it, you don't realize, and they were just going back and looking at some things historically, and they were just, like, comparing and contrasting it to what it is now. And I was like, man, that's right. Man, that makes sense. He's like, like, Black History Month is colonized. Because essentially, the people who were at the forefront, you know, it did something. Something missed. Something didn't get connected with where we are now. And so, just in in light of that, I would just say we got to make sure that the the things in which we're doing gotta gotta have a clear clear plan, clear delineated plan of um, succession. So, with that, anything else, Eve? No, I just wanted to um, also add to that that. It's important to um, remember that you're part of a, a community of people. Yeah. Um, one thing that that a lot of the hip hop artists, maybe a little bit beyond uh, the time that the native tongues were were around, and you know, especially in the past fifteen years or so, I the think native the tongues thing- are an old hip hop collective from the early nineties. <laughs> For my young so, listeners. Uh, <laughs> well, I think that, that what may have happened is, it, you know, when you, especially for people who, who come from economic insecurity, it doesn't really, unfortunately, with people who come from economic insecurity, it doesn't take a whole lot to exploit whatever their gift is because they, they have, a, a lot of them have one particular aim. Um, and, and Nipsey Hussle talks a lot about the dangers of survival mode. Right. You know, one of the things that he, you know, blew my mind with you know, it's just mentioning Maslow's hierarchy of needs in some of his interviews. He's like, you know, once we deal with some of those survival issues, then somebody can come up for, for air and have the, the type of vision that Nipsey Hussle had and, and move forward, you know, instead of just always scraping and thinking about that. But what I'm trying to say is that um, something that happened with a lot of hip hop artists who I think forgot that they're a part of a community is that uh, their talents were, um, you know, they're looking for deals and looking for contracts. They got them, but then their talents got taken and used for other purposes. Um, some people might say that at best, it was just economically exploitative. You know, these these record companies just wanted to make some money at best. And at worst, there may have been some other motives. Oh, yeah. But, um, you know, but the thing is, is that um, I like that, not to say that I agreed with everything that Nipsey Hussle rapped, um, sonically, it was great, but you know, there are certain words and things that he used that I personally wouldn't agree with. But um, as time went on and as he matured as a person, you also hear some differences, some nuances in, in his content. With some of these guys whose names, you know, I won't even repeat, it, the, all they know is I'm getting paid. And, you know, not realizing maybe until they have a daughter and the daughter grows up or until, you know, some long, some longitudinal, you know, uh, uh, take a time period takes place that they're, they actually put out into the universe, right? A lot of, of uh, a content that 
that took us back, you know, to actually, I don't know if it could have taken us back far enough because there was never a time in black American history where we had some of the, you know, low level of, 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 um, of uh, morality that some of their content put forth. So I don't even know if they ever took, if they took us back, you know, if there was any back for them to take us, it was that terrible. And so I think that they forgot that they're not just individuals trying to make money, but they're impacting generations of people in a whole community. And I think that one thing that all of us who are, are still here, even though Nipsey is gone, is to, is to see him as an example of someone who says, no, I'm actually a part of a community. And when I leave this earth, this needs to be better than I found it. That's what's up. So as y'all know, y'all know, vision plus succession. Have a vision, execute the plan, and have some succession. It's important. It's important, it's important, it's important for your thing to move on to future generations. There's a book I can recommend. It's called Keep It in the Family. It's a book about wealth, um, and it's, uh, it's a book by a financial individual who works with the uber wealthy um, and their plans on how they keep their wealth and their power in the family and they work two and three generations down. They train like grandkids and great grandkids. Super important, super important. So for, for many of us, right, that may be first generation wealthy or first generation college educated, right, let's just keep it 100, um, you can start those things now. You can start those things now. That's what Nip was doing. And so again, let's not let the emotional grieving part blind us to the fact that we gotta keep it moving Right, we have to continue to build. All right, so y'all know whether we're talking about succession or vision, all right, or uh, building in our communities. Y'all know that we're going to keep God in the mix. So we thank y'all for letting us vent and letting us rock. And we thank y'all for listening as always for a Sweezy and Eve. This is AJ saying peace. Let's get started, I won't teach you Let me set apart who is my people The ones who set in their heart to be believers Press on to the mark to follow Jesus When it gets hard, they be seeking the leaders Fathers that help them heal when they are beaten Or help them see the meaning when they're grieving Don't follow their feelings, that'll be misleading they're the ones that keeping it biblical Keeping 100 when others saying it's fictional A relational life, that is how it's scriptural A stay in the light while cats be living typical Integrity we chose cause folks is hypocritical Religious midwit, man that is how they picture you Wishing you would go the way of the extinction. You remind them too much of what they listen to